Hey, welcome back to the staff meeting Devo portion of our podcast. We've got a really special message for you this week as Pastor Tom is sharing something that we believe is so crucial to the season that we're in as a church. I'd highly encourage you to share this with someone on your team you're doing ministry with. All right, let's go. Alrighty, so I want to say something, and I'm going to say this, uh, and there is no sense of exaggeration or hyperbole about this. I really believe that um, this is possibly the most important staff meeting Devo I've shared since we've been doing this. Um, And so I'm intending to share the podcast link with all our leaders and team members, and uh, I hope and I'd love it if people are listening to this, you know, non-staff members are checking out the podcast. I hope that's happening. Um, But this is one in particular that I want to draw people's attention to. And I want for our volunteer team and for uh, the people that are leaders within the church that everyone to kind of get this because uh, as I was kind of getting ready for this and this kind of came to me over the weekend, I was like, you know what, this is really important. And I really mean this. I really think this is important stuff that I want to share with you. So let me share um, the vision, mission statement of the church that we all know very well, that Word of Life exists for the purpose of leading individuals to become faithful and effective followers of Jesus. We, of course, have heard that many, many times. It's our vision statement. It's what we want people to have deeply rooted in their heart. And what does it look like when this vision is realized? What does it look like when we have led someone or we are leading someone to be a faithful and effective follower of Jesus? It means that somebody is embracing their God-given calling. It means that someone's life is centered around the gospel, that they're finding joy in being part of this vision for themselves. When people's lives are totally orientated around Jesus and a life of faith, they are faithful in every aspect of life. When they're effective in helping others experience the love of God, it brings joy. The people are effective in living out the call of God in their lives in no matter what the arena they find themselves. That is people actively engaging in what I would call step three. Step three. If we think about our church and the mission that we have and the vision that we have, I want to put to you that there is a three-step process that we can see. It is clear as day to me that there is step three. And this vision being realized in people's lives, somebody being a mature believer, growing in their faith, being active and trying to work out their calling and being a blessing to others. And I would think that describes every single person in this room, that we are living that step through. We are embodying the mission and the vision of the church. We want to lead people to become faithful, effective followers of Christ. We are being faithful. We are being effective. We are becoming that faithful and effective person. And we are trying to bring others along with us. That is embodying the vision and the mission of the church. But we can't get to step three before we have step one. And step two. So what is step one? I would say step one is anything that's introductory. That would include visiting church. That would mean coming to an outreach event like Carol's and Coco or one of the Walker productions that happens. Step one would be checking us out on social media. Step one would be watching church online. Step one would be being in church in person and riding a pew. This is all good stuff. And it's all step one. This is introductory. This is stuff that we should celebrate and rejoice about. And I would also say that at step one, this includes somebody making that first-time decision to follow Jesus. It's step one. It's introductory. It's getting people ready for step two. And what is step two? It's engaging with the becoming. You may remember back in October or September, I spent a sermon talking about this, the idea of in our vision statement, that word become, it's the becoming that really stands out to me. It's that growing, it's that stretching, that we're leading individuals to become faithful and effective followers of Jesus. Step two is engaging with that becoming. I want to share this verse with you from Colossians 3.10. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. It's the becoming. I spoke about it back in October, this whole series on becoming, or the whole message on becoming. People discovering their value. 
That's where the growing and the stretching and the sanctification and God cleaning our hearts, being healed from the past, starting to adopt kingdom values in our everyday life that we're stirring up our God-given gifts. And as Megan and I have been uh, reviewing Life Path, and so glad that we're able to bring this back, and great that a large number of people have signed up for it. It's going to be a massive blessing. It's important that we continue this. It's a great thing that we're able to do. But as we're doing this, and we're getting ready for uh, week two, we're going to present to people what we've identified seven next steps. Seven next steps. The seven things that we're highlighting in Life Path week two are going to be water baptism, join a group, join a team, learning to follow Jesus, Pastor Mike's Foundations of Faith class, the online Bible reading plan, and then becoming a member. Those are the seven next steps. I'm not going to be quizzing everyone on remembering those, but water baptism, join a group, join a team, learning to follow Jesus, Foundations of Faith, the online Bible reading plan, and becoming a member. And Megan and I, we also need to work with Miss Trudy because I think it's also worthwhile to be able to discover how many people are uh, becoming tithers. I think that's important, not because we're concerned with dollars and cents, but it is indicative of people's hearts. I want to put to you, and the reason why this is as important as I believe that it is, is I want to say that we, as a staff, as a church, as a leadership, we are going to be obsessed with step two. Obsessed. I don't mean fascinated. I don't mean interested. I mean, we will be obsessed with week two. We are going to be obsessed with those next steps for people to take, those secondary steps. We are going to be emotionally invested. It is going to bring us joy when it goes well. It is going to be devastating when it goes badly. These are the numbers that we're going to track. This is what we're going to be celebrating. This is going to constantly be on our minds. It's going to constantly be on our hearts. This is going to consume us. It is going to take up our time. This is what we are going to put our thoughts to, our energy to, is making sure that we are helping people get closer to God, that we are going to be embracing step two. Now, let me say, we will be diligent, creative, and determined. Those are the three adjectives that came to my mind as I was getting ready. We will be diligent, creative, and determined in working towards step one. We will be diligent to get people who do not know Jesus to cross the threshold of our door. We will be creative in the way that we invite people to church. We will be determined that we will see the lost be welcomed into our church, that we will do events and we will do activity that is going to bring people in. We will do those things all in the name of fulfilling our responsibility with step one. But we will be obsessed with step two. We'll be prepared and purposeful in helping people grow into step three. But we'll be consumed with step two. I'll cheer and I'll celebrate when someone gets saved and puts their hand up at the end of service or when someone prays a prayer is led to the Lord. But I cry when people get baptized. I'll hoot and I'll holler when someone makes that incredible first time decision to say, yes, I want to start following Jesus. But when they go through water baptism, something inside my heart comes alive. I'll be real happy when loads of people come to our Easter or Christmas events. But it'll mean the world to me when those people join a group. I'm always happy when I meet a first-time attender, but I'm overjoyed when there's multiple first serves at an all-team meeting. I'm all good with parents dragging their teenagers against their will to youth on a Wednesday night, but a father subscribing to the YouVersion plan and reading it daily with his teenage son, that's next level. I'm always happy when people can come to church and feel that they've been spiritually fed and refreshed but I love it when those same people decide to spend every other weekend helping someone else get fed and blessed. 
And what I want to start doing to try and, try and spur this and try and fan the flames of this, because this is really cooking in my heart, and I know I speak for Megan too, is I want to start compiling numbers so that we can share the raw data with you, not because we make an idol out of spreadsheets, but because it helps us see how God is moving. We want to put together a monthly report that we can share with everybody. I want this to be on the tip of our tongue in daily conversation, that this just keeps coming up, this idea of how are we feeding, step two, that it's on our minds as we're planning and leading our teams. For everyone on the staff and anyone in leadership, these next steps have to affect us emotionally. If this goes really, really well, it should bring a supernatural joy to our hearts. If it goes badly, it should grieve us and it should send us to our prayer closets to pray that we can keep being faithful and we can see this grow and get better and better from wherever we are. And if we're obsessed with step two, we will see people stretch and transform in ways we could never imagine. By being consumed with this drive for helping connect people with the next step, we're giving them the opportunity to deepen their relationship with God. Now, I'm going to give you something. I'd ask you to write this down, and this will not be the last time you hear me say this. Step two cuts a hole in the roof. Step two cuts a hole in the roof. I'm sure you know what Bible passage I'm going to read to. I'm going to read it from Luke's gospel. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof, took off some tiles, then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. You and I, and it is true for every believer, we needed friends who would do whatever was needed to get us to Jesus. We needed a praying family member. We needed someone who dragged us to church. We needed a coworker who was a strong witness. We needed a pastor who never gave up, a group leader who would answer our stupid questions, a spouse who was committed to pray. And being obsessed with step two means being obsessed with cutting holes in the roof. These friends knew that their friend being on the edge wasn't enough that this friend being mixed in with the crowd wasn't enough. What he needed was someone that would do whatever was needed to get him to Jesus. In this story, it meant getting up on the roof, starting to cut and hole in somebody's poor roof. I don't want to know who had to pay for the damage repair. Cut a hole in the roof to get a friend to Jesus. When we are obsessed with step two, we are obsessed with cutting holes in roofs to get people close to Jesus because we don't want people to be content with being on the edge of things, of being lost in the crowd of things. We want people front and center in their relationship with Jesus, which means we will be obsessed with cutting holes in roofs. Our hunger for step two cannot be satisfied by ignoring step one, and becoming inwardly focused. That is not the point of being obsessed with step two, is that we will suddenly be inward focused, we will have less of an emphasis, and we will think less of, and we will have a weakened approach towards evangelism and outreach and bringing people in and welcoming people in. That is not it at all. I believe the very opposite will happen. Our passion for learning to follow Jesus will push us to go to the highways and the byways to find people that need this. Our passion for groups will cause us to think of ways to make it an obvious choice for an attender to jump in. We won't feel like a big crowd at Carol's and Cocoa or Fall Fest is the end game, but rather we'll be on the edge of our seats trying to figure out how can we encourage these people to be in life path. If step two is buzzing with activity, we're going to need healthy, kingdom-minded leaders to step up and lead and serve. Groups won't lead themselves. Teams will need strong people. We'll need learning to follow Jesus coaches. We'll need people to host online Bible plans. Our obsession with step two 
will keep us determined to welcome people to step one, and we will give mature believers that are at step three meaningful ministry to be a part of. We will be obsessed with step two, and I believe wholeheartedly we will see great fruit. Step two cuts a hole in the roof. Lord Jesus, take something from this, Lord, and bury it deep in our hearts. We want to be consumed. We want to be overjoyed when we can lead someone closer to you and we can cut a hole in the roof and get someone to your feet, get someone right in front of you so that their lives can be transformed. Lord, we believe that of all the activity we do as a church, Lord, that there are a handful of things that truly will make a difference in the life of somebody as they begin a strong relationship with you, as they get spurred forward in their relationship with you. Lord, we want to be faithful. Lord, we want to be full of integrity. We want to be effective in helping people follow you. So Lord, I pray that this word would stick to our hearts. And the Lord, that it would do something inside of us that would motivate us to push people closer to you. I pray great stories are going to come from people encountering you. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen, amen.